0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 19th of January. Yesterday showed inflation in the Anglo-Saxon world was slowing, but it also showed some of the characteristics of inflation that markets may still be struggling to come to terms with. The third wave of inflation in the post-pandemic era has been a profit margin expansion-led episode leaving wages trailing far behind pricing power. In the United Kingdom, consumer price inflation data yesterday had food price inflation as an important driver of higher prices. While an overly simplistic analysis might point to higher commodity prices for this, it's not a terribly plausible story, in fact. In the first 10 months of this year, consumers paid 19% more for eggs, but farm prices rose only 9%. Buying a chicken in a supermarket cost 15% more, but farmers got 3% less. Lamb was 10% more, but farmers received 16% less. The fact that I have sheep on my farm is not in any way relevant to this argument. It is simply emphasising that profit margin expansion along the food food chain has played a role in pushing up prices. Both the U.K. consumer price inflation and the U.S. producer price inflation also served as a reminder of the structural changes in consumer spending. U.K. airfares and prices at bars and restaurants rose, and yet anecdotal evidence is that people are still spending in these areas. U.S. airfares were a positive inflation force, and yet U.S. consumers are still boarding planes en masse. Areas that used to be cyclical and price-sensitive have become less cyclical and less price-sensitive. The psychological shock of the pandemic has changed consumption patterns. This doesn't stop overall disinflation forces coming from slower demand and leading to slower price growth. But it does mean that relative price changes within that story are potentially more interesting, In the coming months. Ahead, we'll be hearing from ECB President Lagarde, who will be speaking at the World Economic Forum. It is unlikely that the change of location will make these remarks any more profound or any more market-relevant, and markets are unlikely to be excessively interested. The tone of the remarks coming out of the US Federal Reserve speakers yesterday was consistent with the idea of a slowing in the pace of tightening, Markets have already worked this out for themselves based on the incoming economic data. The forward guidance of the Federal Reserve was trashed in the June policy errors, and so the tendency is to be guided by how investors wish to interpret the data before any Fed speaker actually utters a word. There is some US data today in the form of housing starts. The housing market has been rather badly damaged by the Fed's relentless rate hiking cycle – And as such, there are expectations for a further slowing in construction activity. The weekly initial jobless claims data may also excite some interest, as the state of the labour market is believed to be important to the timing of the peak of US interest rates, even though labour costs at the moment have relatively little to do with the pace of inflation. That's all for today. Have a good day.